1: This is Scott Becker with the Becker's healthcare podcast. Thrilled to be joined today by a regular guest and a brilliant journalist, brilliant thinker, Paige Twenter. Now Paige has returned from the Institute of Healthcare Improvement in Orlando. So I feel bad that she's back in the cold weather, but we're thrilled to have her. Paige talks about a couple of issues she's following in healthcare. What's top of mind currently? What are a couple of the stories that you're watching closely?
2: Yeah, thanks so much. Um, yeah. And it's, I enjoyed the uh, warm weather for a few days, but now I'm ready for uh, the snow and the wind back here in Chicago. Um, a few things that I have been noting the past few weeks that I definitely think healthcare leaders should be aware of. One, Ozempic, Wagovi, these GLP1 receptor agonists that are used for diabetes and weight loss. You know, an important news item people should know about is there's kind of a a clinical dilemma going on in hospitals and health systems among team members. So here's the case. So in June, an anesthesiology group recommended that patients momentarily stop taking their doses of, you know, Ozempic, Wagovi, Monjoro, and this was regardless of whether the prescription was for weight loss or diabetes. They recommend they stop taking their doses right before surgeries uh, because of anecdotal reports of aspiration and regurgitation. So, you know, fast forward a few months, uh, the American Gastroenterological Association said they were also hearing these anecdotal reports, but they said, you know, after June, there was an overcorrection and too many surgeries were being delayed and patients were being harmed. So I spoke to um, a couple different bariatric surgeons. They all were leaning toward the more conservative measures of, you know, recommending patients stop taking their GLP-1s, you know, just one dose right before your surgery just to make sure their stomach is as empty as possible. And they're also pretty curious to know about, you know, long-term results of whether surgery or GLP-1s, you know, what's more of the cost-benefit analysis there. So it's just really, really interesting as kind of the recent surge in these, you know, weight loss drug class and how that's affecting hospital operations.
1: Fascinating, though. No. I mean, and, and it's already having a direct impact on bariatric surgery, isn't it, where people are starting to do less bariatric surgery, trying to do this first? I mean, that's your sense. Even though bariatric surgery might be more likely to be covered by insurance, this is becoming very much having an impact on bariatric surgery. Is that a fair statement?
2: It It is. Um, one of the sources I spoke to said uh, nationally and also at his own organization, there's been about a 15% drop and bariatric surgeries in the past year.
1: Fascinating. So that's already a big drop. And then there's always talk about all these other industries of an impact on, but I saw Shake Shack results were fantastic this year to date. So it's certainly not yet having a negative impact on Shake Shack. Uh, <laughs> Paige, it, it, and I know that's not part of the debate, but I, I did see the results are great. So all these people are talking about it's going to hurt the food industry, hurt the food industry yeah. but so far at least not Shake Shack seems immune to that at the moment. Tell us what else you're watching close. What else is top of mind?
2: Yeah. So two other things I'll mention. So first off, um, Mark Cuban, there's kind of been this effect on the drug pricing industry and kind of this wave of transparency by a pretty big names in um, you know, the pharmacy retail business and pharmacy benefit managers. So recently, Express Scripts and CVS have been both trying to bolster that they're making drug pricing more transparent. So Signet Groups, Express Scripts, is one of the biggest PBMs in the U.S. They are going to launch a new drug service in 2024 that follows very closely the same pricing model that Mark Cuban's Cost Plus, Plus Drugs uses. It's, you know, uh, acquisition price, a markup, and then a pharmacy handling fee or a shipping and handling fee. So CVS Pharmacy also kind of entered the fray early December on, on December 5th with CVS cost vantage. So it's the same thing, you know, it's selling pr- selling pharmaceuticals for their cost, plus a pharmacy services fee, p- plus a set markup. So this is just kind of this I would say in a result to a very public push toward um, kind of the rising cost of drugs, you know, ultra high cost drugs are overwhelming the system and making healthcare care more or less affordable. And something else I'll note is Blue Shield of California back in August shrugged, you know, one of its years long partners, CVS Caremark, for the newer you know, disruptors in the market, Mark Cuban, Amazon Pharmacy. Uh, so it's it's definitely showing a shakeup in the industry.
1: Fascinating. And probably in a lot of ways, a much needed shakeup. I know it's having a negative impact on the valuations of some of those traditional prescription benefit management companies, but what a fascinating situation is this sort of play through a little bit further and, and probably a much needed, just given the overall cost of everything and that's not even money that's going to drug discovery. That's money that's going to the prescription benefit middle-made people. So probably a good thing on balance in page, anything else you're watching closely. We've talked about the, the you know, zempic and the impacts on surgery and fasting people, trying to maybe be a little bit more cautious and clearing people for surgery, asking them to get off their doses. Um, and, and the people that are doing procedures concern that that'll impact their revenues and incomes and trying to find the right balance. We talked about the cost, plus, pharmacies and Mark Cuban, anything else that's top of mind currently?
2: Yeah, I'll note one more thing. Uh, So other than pharmacy news, I also report on clinical um, quality, safety, supply news. And one thing I've been noting of and tracking and reporting on lately is this uptake in hospitals preparing for mass casualty crises. So this is in response to the increase in volatile weather events because of climate crisis and response to the uptake in mass shootings across the U.S. and other mass casualty events. So hospitals across the U.S., you know, whether they've just taken an influx of, you know, dozens of patients because of a large, you know, casualty event or whether because they're scared of um, a potential one in their area, they're really beefing up, you know, their manufacturing and uh, storehouses that they have for medical supplies, they're retraining staff on all possible scenarios. And I spoke with a few American Hospital Association's uh, experts, and they were all pretty much saying, you know, COVID-19 was a game changer, adding that it was the best drill because hospitals have always been prepared for emergency situations, but not for ones that, you know, where their act capacity or over capacity for days and weeks and months and years on end. Um, so, you know, post pandemic has really spotlighted and um, shown where the gaps are that can be improved on, you know, accounting for unpredictable events.
1: So oh, it's fascinating. And if you're not a military hospital, you, you don't expect these mass casualty events like a mass shooting. I mean, in in some areas of the country, maybe you you're more focused on a potential hurricane or earthquake, but most systems just aren't really prepared for that. And so, trying to think through if this happens, how do we take care of it? How do we deal with staff? How do we triage stuff? I mean, it's a lot of complicated questions that that have become more prevalent. I take it, and people are more concerned about, uh, you know, post COVID. COVID certainly shed a light on how just not that prepared for a big emergency we might be but then these different mass shootings, different climate crises, all all through that as well. Mm -hmm. What a fascinating perspective. Paige, it's always great to visit with Paige Twenter, brilliant journalist at Becker's Healthcare. Thank you so much for joining us today, Paige. Always a pleasure.
2: Yeah, thank you, Scott.
0: It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks, help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way